just want to say happy Mother's Day. Welcome to Change. It is Ladies' Day. We are celebrating all the girls today. I hope you got to make a bouquet um, out there. My house right now smells like a florist because they've been at my house for a couple days now, and so I'm like super excited about it. So I hope you take some home, make your bouquet, and enjoy that. Uh, it's going to be a good day today. If we haven't met yet, my name is Ashley Hollis. My husband and I are the lead pastors here, and I'm excited to celebrate Mother's Day. I think it is such a fun day. Um, I was telling the first experience, if I'm totally transparent, okay, now just don't judge me because I've already been to the altar. I have already repented for this, but before I had kids, I was that girl that kind of, I'm not sure how to say this, um, I don't know if judged is the right word, but it might be, and I hate to use that word. But um, I used to see moms go out with their kids, and they would have kids, and the kids would be wearing, like, costumes and capes, and they'd be carrying, like, 15 stuffed animals, and everything's dropping, and the mom's like, come on, we have to walk over here. Come on, do you want to walk over here? Oh, look, I have a prize for you. Come walk over here. And I would be like, I wouldn't do that. I, you know what? I wouldn't. I would just tell my kids, no, you can only bring one thing. Like, you can just bring. And now I find myself, I have these God moments. Like, God's like, Ashley, see? I have these moments where, like, my daughter, Anne, she loves to bring, like, 12 bags with us everywhere she goes. But she only wants to carry the one purse. So now I find myself going, and the other day we're walking out down the street, and we live right here in Northern Liberties, and we're walking down the street, and Anne has on her big costume and a raincoat and her umbrella, and everybody's just looking at me. I'm like, don't judge. Please don't judge me. I promise you, you will be here someday. When you have kids, they will be wearing all the crazy things. It's so funny. But being a mom is one of the most important things, but also one of the funnest things that you ever get to do. And I, I pulled this up. I thought this was very fascinating. Sometimes as a mom, I feel like my brain is in 102 places at once, and I just feel like it can just be crazy. There's so many different things going on. So I saw this on Facebook, and I need to share this with you. Um, just like It was just last month, April 2019, they found, they did like salaries of all these jobs. And so what they did is they found what the salary would be of a stay-at-home mom. So if a stay-at-home mom were paid, her salary would be $143,102. And I was like, yo, that is incredible. Like, where do you get that job? So listen to the traditional mom job, what it consists of. It consists of housekeeper, cook, daycare center teacher, facilities manager, computer operator, psychologist, janitor, van driver, laundry machine operator, chief executive officer, bookkeeper, event planner, general maintenance worker, groundskeepers, interior design, logistics analysis, nutritionist, plumber, and staff nurse. And then if you're a modern mom, which would be all of us moms right now, modern mob jobs, their list is even longer. It includes all of those things, plus being a buyer, an athletic trainer, a photographer, a social media marketing manager, an academic advisor, a tailor, a recreational therapist, a coach, a tax accountant, judge, public school teacher, teacher vocation for education. So can you just give it up for all the moms? that works 17,000 jobs a day 
It is so incredible. My goodness, moms, hats off to each of you. And today, I want to take a little bit of time, and I want to share with us from 2 Timothy. And if you have your Bible, you can turn to it. If not, grab out your phone. But we're going to kind of start in 2 Timothy 1, and we're going to read verses 1 through 7. And what I want to ask before we start this is, I just want to ask that you don't tune this out as a typical Mother's Day message, okay? So if you're a guy in the place and you're like, oh my word, Ashley's about to tell the moms how to be super good moms and whatever. No, just don't write me off. I promise you this is going to be for everyone today. Whether you're a mom right now, whether you're a female who will be a future mom, maybe you're a guy in the place. That's why I want to talk from Timothy because I believe that we all have a role in the the next generation's lives. So if you'll go with me, 2 Timothy 1, verses 1 through 7. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. I was studying this week and I was really praying through this as I was preparing for Mother's Day because like I I just love being a mom all the time. It is so much fun. I never know what my kids are gonna say to me or to anyone else. So when you have a conversation with them, it might be very exciting. Um, But I I was really praying and preparing and I was talking to my mom, you know, my mom made motherhood look very easy. Like she, we were so blessed, I've told you before, but. She always had warm chocolate chip cookies in the oven when I would call and say, like, my friends and I are coming over. We'll be home in 30 minutes. She had warm chocolate chip cookies ready. Like, I thought the laundry just was done, like, all the time. Like, I didn't realize you did laundry, dried it, folded it, and put it away. Like, wow. And so my mom took care of all this stuff, and I'm so grateful for the foundation that she set, for the legacy that she left for me to pass on to my kids. I'm always like, Mom, every time, my mom, um, I was born in Kansas City, and so she and my dad still live in Kansas City. And so anytime they come in town, I actually ask them, I'm like, could you help me make enough cookie dough to stock my freezer until the next time you come so that I can have warm cookies for my kids just like you had for me? She's like, okay, Ashley, and she's watching today. But as we're celebrating Mother's Day and we're celebrating all the impact that we have as moms, the foundation. Maybe it was a great foundation that you're building upon. Maybe you aren't building upon a great foundation. And uh, like Elijah said, you know, Mother's Day is a day that is so incredible for some. Maybe you celebrate your first Mother's Day. Maybe you're celebrating with your kids and your grandkids. Maybe it's a day that is hard because I know some of us wanted to be moms. Maybe you've lost a child. Maybe it's been hard. And I want to be sensitive to that, but I want to talk about the importance of building a foundation. And I brought Legos today. Very fitting. Any other mom spend their whole life playing with Legos with their kids? 
Zion loved this. I actually just said, Barry's backstage who does our production. I said, Barry, do you want to go speak for me today? You get to play with Legos. He was like, no, Ashley, I'm good. I was like, okay, it's going to be fun. But I want to talk about building a foundation. Building a foundation. Because in this scripture, we hear about Timothy's grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice, and the foundation of faith that they laid that Paul says, now I see in you, Timothy. Now I'm convinced that that lives in you. See, if you go back and in studying back through these books, it's likely believed that Eunice and his his grandmother, Lois, were Um, saved under Paul's ministry. It's believed that they were saved years before under his ministry and lived this life of faith that they set in motion for Timothy, that now Timothy is standing upon the foundation, standing upon the stage, if you will, that they've set for him. And if you study and if you read through Timothy, and if you haven't, I encourage you to read First and Second Timothy, because Timothy is one that Paul called on all the missionary journeys. He went on the missionary journeys with him. Paul gave churches over to Timothy to run when he went out on missionary journeys, and Timothy became very well respected within the realm of Paul and his his friends, the pastors, the missionaries. Timothy became very well respected, but because of the foundation that was set. See, I have these Lego blocks because when Elijah and I first had Zion, and our son Zion is almost eight years old, or he's eight years old now. He just turned eight. He is eight years old now, and um, when we had him, we we were like, you know, wow, we, you bring him home, and it's it's crazy, actually, because I still remember the day in the hospital that we had Zion, and then we stayed there two days, and then they were like, okay, you guys can go home, and we just looked at each other. We were like, oh, <laughs> um, okay, what do we do? And I think we drove probably like 10 miles per hour under the speed limit because, you know, you're like, oh, I got to take care of this baby. I got, I got to do this. I got a parent. And I remember we looked at each other and we said, okay, nothing in life just happens. Sometimes we sit around and this is probably just a a natural thing of us humans, but sometimes we sit around and say like, yeah, I'm so excited because when I get that job, X, Y, Z, or, oh, yeah, well, my family's going to do this someday. And we just think that, like, when we get in this situation, things will just happen. But we don't put things into motion, begin to build things, putting them into place. And so I remember Elijah and I looking at each other and saying, okay, what kind of family do we want to have? What do we love about our families? What are we not love? That we're okay if that doesn't go on through the generations. But what are the foundations that we want to put in place? And we began to sit there and we took the blocks, if you will, and we said, man, it's important to us that our family is a generous family. We want to be a family that's generous. And so we said, how can we put that into place in Zion and, and then eventually into Ane? What can we teach and train them with? I grew up with my parents had a God pocket. And so they had money that they would set aside weekly, and sometimes it was a small amount, sometimes it was a little bit more. And it was money that we as a family were able to bless people and and buy food for people or buy groceries or something. We had this God pocket. And Elijah and I said, what are we going to do to build this foundation, to set this stage for our kids to stand upon? And man, I want miracles 
And I want a life after God to be so normal for my kids. I want them to expect things. And when they pray things, I want them to believe that God is going to show up. It's not like plan C. I want it to be plan A. And that's all they have is that God's going to show up. And so we began to put things in motion and we began to build a foundation. And ladies, I want to encourage us wherever you're at, some of us in this place, we have kids already and we're setting this foundation and we're beginning to build and say, okay, what do I want my kids to look like? What do I want my kids to be like? What do I want to be normals for my kids? And if I've learned one thing in motherhood and people told me this before I had kids and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Now it's so true. Every season is different every season. It was one way that I taught and I shaped my kids when they were babies. And then it was different when they were toddlers. And now they're school age. And I can only imagine someday when they go to college and there's going to be new things that I'm setting as foundational blocks in their life. What stage are we setting, ladies? Maybe you're in a place where you don't have kids yet. Maybe you're not married. Maybe you don't have kids. But can I tell you how important it is to set a foundation now of what's normal? See, people um, oftentimes will laugh because I love coffee. I'm obsessed with coffee. And for me, though, it is a very real thing. Like, I don't sleep a lot. So I need coffee as a mom. I remember when I was like, first had Zion and he wasn't sleeping. And people were like, oh, it goes so fast. I'm like, what? They tell you this when you're not sleeping. And I remember thinking that, but can I tell you girls who don't have kids yet, the foundation that you set before you have kids is what's going to become the normal for your kids. The foundation that Elijah and I set in our walk with God is what became the normal for our kids to step into. It's this stage that we're creating. You know, I would, this past Thursday, I like was super excited, super honored to get to be a part of this event at the Met um, right over here in Philly. And so I was helping with the front of house and the registration, and it was super fun. But before we everything got started, I went backstage. And so um, Katie, one of my friends, and Josiah were there. And so we're backstage, and they're getting everything ready. And it's like all the haze is on the stage and the lights. And if you know anything about the Met, it used to be a church, actually. And they used to hold church services in in there and the lines would wrap around the block and they would have church services and then the Met closed down and then that's when Live Nation came in and rebuilt it and it's just so breathtaking and so we were there Thursday night and we're backstage and they're out there and they're doing the haze and the lights and all this stuff and so I walked out to see it before everything got started and I stood on the stage and I was like wow it's breathtaking like the chandelier was up there and there's like thousands of seats with all these people about to come in and as I stood on this stage I thought oh my goodness and, and Katie and the producer were like pretty amazing right I was like oh my goodness this is incredible and I sat there and I thought you know for those of us God dropped this so like quickly in my spirit I don't know what foundation you grew up with I don't know what your stage looked like but that stage can be rebuilt for you to step upon that stage you can begin to rebuild for the future generations you see every stage that we build every block that I put in place as a mom is something that my kids get to stand upon every connection that I have every conversation that I have with them is a stage that I get to set them up with 
And guys, let me talk to you from this passage of scripture because I believe that you're either a Eunice, you're a mother or going to be mother who's gonna speak into and set a foundation for kids. That's so important. But guys, what about those of you who are the Pauls to come alongside Timothy? I, I, my husband and I, we were youth pastors for 10 years before launching change and parents would tell us thank you so much for speaking oh my goodness what you said to our kids they would have never listened to me and they listened to you and I always thought that's so cool praise the Lord like it's what God spoke and I, I didn't really understand the importance of that trajectory that was being set for those students I think I didn't understand the maybe the weight that it really meant to a parent until I was a parent and now being a parent my kids have been in school this is their first year and the teachers that have rallied around them and said hey Zion's doing great at this hey here's what we're working on hey Anne needs to do this she's doing so good man I spoke this into Anne when she was doing this and sometimes it just brings me to tears to think there's a village around my kids believing in them and helping them come alive to their purpose yes I'm gonna set the foundation I'm gonna do everything I can to build a stage for my kids to stand upon but guys can I talk to you about those of you who are like the Paul the Paul that comes in and encourages the next generation, who speaks life into the next generation, who speaks that purpose into them that says, you can do this, Timothy. You can do this. You've been called for this. You have so much more. You remember the foundation that your mom set. Remember the faith that was in your grandmother and your mother. You can walk in that too. I know that it's in you. And so guys, let me encourage you. You're a Paul. And there are so many Timothys. There are so many Timothys in this youth group. There are so many Timothys out there in Change Kids. There are some Timothys sitting in here that need you as guys to come alongside and speak into them, speak life, speak purpose, come around the women that are setting a foundation and allow them to step onto that stage that God set for them. What I want to do, I want to today um, end with a prayer time because I, I believe, number one, there is so much power in prayer. But I believe there's power in when we join together up here. And ladies, I know that moms, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's so much work. And I'm there. I hear you on this. There is times that I am up so late and I'm up so early and if I'm really honest every part of me wants to say I don't know Zion what do you want to do today <laughs> I mean I don't know Ane. like let's just figure it out there's there's so many times that I want to do that but one of our core values here at change is vision versus visible it's making a decision for the vision that God's given us not based on my visible circumstances Moms, let me just encourage you with the vision that God has for your family. It's hard. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it is, but it is so rewarding. Because when we put aside the visible, just grab an extra cup of coffee for that energy. Because that God has such a vision for our kids, such a vision for our families. And so moms, let me encourage you with that. Girls, let me encourage you before you have kids. Set that foundation now. What I want to do is, ladies, if you would stand up with me, 
all the ladies in the place, even if you don't have kids, you may not be in a relationship yet, but I would love the ladies to come down here and I want you to grab a Lego block and I want us to pray together. We're gonna come up here and we're gonna pray. Maybe you wanna put an arm around somebody. Maybe you wanna grab somebody by the hand. But can you grab a block? Not because I wanna fill your house with trinkets, not because of that, but because I want you to have something that reminds you you're setting a foundation. What you're doing every day is so important. You're beginning to create normals. Some of us are rewriting normals. We're resetting stages and foundations. Can I tell you, don't discount what looks like it's under construction. When I stood there on Thursday, I thought, oh my word, this place was shut down. Oh my goodness. I can't even, it's gorgeous. It's so incredible because it was rebuilt. God wants to build a foundation with each of us. And so would you take these and then guys, if you would come up and if you would just come behind the ladies and would you just pray over these ladies as the Pauls that are coming alongside say, I'm in this with you. I'm in this for your kids. I'm in this for the next generation. I'm in this for the future generations. Guys, you carry such a weight. The, the voices that you carry, the strength and stability that you can walk in for the next generation is unparalleled. Let's pray this morning. Would you take that block? Would you begin to pray over the foundation that God has for you to create for your kids, the stage that you're building. God, I thank you for each of these ladies that are here. God, those that are moms right now, those that may have kids in college or young kids, God, I thank you that you're giving strength, that you're giving wisdom, God, for every season and in every time, God, you're speaking strength and you're speaking encouragement to these ladies. God, for the ladies that are setting a foundation before they have kids, God, would you give them exactly what they need? God, help them to see the vision that you have for their future families, for their future kids. God, allow them to already be able to speak out in boldness the kids that they are going to raise, the families that they're going to set in motion. And God, now I just pray for every guy in this place behind the ladies. God, I pray that you would give them the strength, the wisdom, God, the tenacity to go after life even when it's hard. God, that you would give them platforms in the lives of the next generation. God, that they would begin to become aware of what their words have power in. God, that they would begin to become aware of the difference that they can make in these children's lives, in the lives of youth. God, as we go out of this place, God, I thank you that you are going to give us encouragement, that you're going to give us the strength and the boldness to build the foundation and set the stage for generations to come, God. In your name we pray, amen. 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 Well, you can make your way back to your seat. Would you give somebody a hug on your way?